Contemplating Comedy by Jonathan Levitt As a veteran publisher of chess books, John Levitt has now turned his attention to an exploration of comedy. As a veteran book reviewer, I looked first for an answer to Lee Child's question to any author. What's it all about then? But Levitt is not going to follow the traditional textbook structure of the rule of three. Tell him what you want to say, say it, summarise the key points. He avoids the Lee Child question with an opening move of his own. When you tell people you're writing a book, they have an annoying tendency to ask you what's it all about. One could say the book is about humour and ideas. If that helps, well, yes, it does help, Jonathan. Or it helps me anyway. On then to the reviewer's next trick of skimming through what other reviewers have said. Reviews are very positive, but mostly suggesting that it's not easy to categorise the book. So I've still got to read it carefully. My initial experience of the book was itself comical. It's summed up by an exchange between myself and an Amazon electronic helper, AEH. Me. Today I received a packet but without the expected contents contemplating creativity by Jonathan Levitt. AEH. Thank you for submitting a customer review on Amazon. After carefully reviewing your submission, your review could not be posted to the website. It appears you reviewed shipping or packaging experience. Me. I did not mean to send a review. AEH. Would you like us to send you a copy of Contemplating Creativity? Me. Yes, please. Me. To the author, taking into account it's his birthday and telling him about the Amazon unfulfilled promise. Happy returns, Jonathan. Thanks, Tudor. Not too many, I hope. To illustrate the contents of the book, here is my own version of a structure repeated throughout. Jonathan invites the reader to choose most and least favourite statements. The author then leads the reader into more reflective comments. His chapters range from topics such as religion, psychology, sexism, one of the most common sources of humour, in more ways than one, to causation, rationality and the art of the effective put-down. So this is what happens in my own little attempt to imitate Jonathan. Please choose your favourite and least favourite of these statements, which all seek comedic effect. 1. What's a simulacrum? A contemplate. Ooh. What's an oxymoron? Contemplating comedy. 3. What's in that light as air souffle? Maybe something levitate. Oh dear. 4. A chess joke. A fanatical but rather weak player dies and goes to heaven. He learns some good news and bad news. The good news is there are chess games all the time. The bad news, he gets to play Bobby Fischer all the time, until he beats him. 5. There's a new name for a political agreement. A Boris Promise. Thought for the day. He who dwells in heaven is laughing at their threats. The Lord makes light of them. 7. Another religious observation. A cheerful and glad spirit attains to perfection much more readily than a melancholy one. 8. And finally, another chess story. Me. Why are you thinking so long? 
my opponent. I'm wondering why you haven't moved yet. Now, remember this is my attempt to capture the author's style. Have you chosen your most and least favoured ones? 1, 2, 3, 5 and 8 are mine. They were all freshly cooked up for this review. 4 is by that prolific wordsmith Mr A. Nunn. Not to be confused with Mr J. Nunn, a competitive author of chess books. 6 is from St Philip Neri, the patron saint of humour about whom many tales have been spun. I once met one of his advocates at a creativity conference in Buffalo, a priest who did a humorous routine including table dancing in full regalia. Seven is from the Song of Songs, also a.k.a. Psalms 2-4. My favourite is eight because I laughed out loud at the time. Yes, it was unexpected, a vital ingredient for this kind of humour. Although, in comedy routines, the most loved ingredients can be replications which are indeed obligatory. That's how you establish a catchphrase, repetition, repetition, repetition. My least liked one? I've rather liked all of them. After all, I did select them. I even came up with over half of them. Humour and creativity have often been linked. The obvious examples are the quick-fire responses of comedians of the professional and amateur kind. Then there's the creativity recognised in literature from the highbrow to the cheerful lowbrow and the sometimes baffling humour in modern art. One important text about humour is by the French philosopher Henri Bergson. His essays on laughter reflect on his search of understanding of human imagination from a perspective of the comedic. For me, the main point he is making is the way laughter involves a detachment of emotions from those who are the object of the humour, that is to say, the sociological other. A desensitisation is taking place. Bergson adds that this is easier in a group rather than from an isolated individual. Easier, but not impossible, as Levitt's book and my laugh-out-loud reactions to his contents confirm. An example cropped up as I was preparing this review. I was listening to an account in a BBC News report which was intended to be a non-ironic observation of the social damage being caused by the spiralling cost of petrol. That's our quaint English word for gasoline. The reporters have found a health visitor called Harold. Harold is having increasing problems paying for the petrol for him to drive to his home visits. Among his clients is William. We've been suitably set up, ready to emphasise with Harold and his problems. We're now about to hear from William. How important to you are Harold's visits, William? asks the sympathetic reporter. Instead of a reply, there's a gargling noise of someone fighting for breath. Reporter, hurriedly, you have to put your oxygen back on, my Harold. We'll try again later. Yes, Yes, I laughed at it. I lolled. Only later did I think that this was a man struggling for breath, facing possible terminal illness. My desensitised reaction was an initial comic one. That's how dark humour works. That's how Henry Bergson describes it in his essays on laughter. And that's Jonathan Levitt's fascinating book and how it worked for me. Lots of good jokes and a sprinkling of contemplation.